Hey, welcome to the Chess Experience. On this show, it's all about helping adult improvers. I want to make learning chess easier for you to navigate, and I also want you to have a more fun experience along the way. I'm your host, Daniel Lona, a fellow chess amateur. Let's get to it. This show is sponsored by Chess.com, the world's largest chess community. One of Chess.com's most popular features is called Game Review. This feature weaves together a lot of benefits in one post-game analysis. For example, you can see how accurately you played, whether you made any moves that were deemed brilliant or great, which makes me feel a lot better about my chess when I get one of those. And Game Review also offers a virtual coach that gives insights on every move. It'll also show you alternate lines that would have been better for you to help you understand how you can improve your game. So go on chess.com, play a game, and try out the game review. Welcome. This week's episode is on a topic that I feel is critical if you love chess. Chess, to me, goes beyond just our own self-improvement. If you love the game, chess is also about becoming part of an extraordinary community. One that brings people together from every walk of life and every corner of the planet. But this community, as great as it already is, can be so much more and needs to be strengthened in several ways. One of those is bringing more women and girls into the game. To that point, I'm very proud of my podcast. But still, only about 10% of my audience are women. And so I want to bring more attention to this subject in the hopes that we can make this game more welcoming to women and girls. This will be a recurring subject on the show, but with unique and different perspectives each time. To discuss it this week, I've brought the owner of the company Girl Boss Chess, Ingrid Gale. We discuss a variety of issues related to the gender gap in chess and how it can be improved. To give a little background on her business, the mission of Girl Boss Chess is primarily to bring more girls into the game and also to give them a safe and welcoming space for learning it by having online classes that are girls only. Ingrid has enlisted some of the top women coaches throughout the world to help her lead this movement. Plus, they also offer private instruction for women. One last point before we get going into this interview. There were some technical issues during the recording, unfortunately. Um, But it's not terrible. So in the first 12 minutes or so, you'll hear Ingrid with a little bit lower sound quality. Uh, Again, not terrible, just just a little lower. But the good news is that after about 12 minutes, uh, she uses a much better microphone and it sounds great after that. So sorry for the inconsistency. It's not a major issue, but I just didn't want you to be surprised. Here is my fascinating and enlightening interview with Ingrid. Hi, Ingrid. How are you today? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. I'm excited to have you on the podcast. So let's just start from the beginning. When did you first become interested in chess? I became interested in chess approximately seven years ago when a friend of mine, Toby, very good friend, uh, she gave my daughter a chess set, which by the way, I think is an excellent gift to give a child or anyone else, not just a child. Uh, And so we started to learn chess together. Growing up, I didn't play chess. I play checkers, Monopoly, Fish, all those games, dominoes. I come, I have a Jamaican heritage. So um, uh, chess just was not something that I I learned. So my daughter and I learned together at that time I was homeschooling her. And so we implemented it into our curriculum and I loved it and she loved it. And so we played and enjoyed chess until one day I saw an ad that uh, was looking for chess instructors to teach children. Mm. And so I, I said, hey, mm, I wonder if, I'm, if I can do something like that. Because I, I was looking for jobs where I was, wouldn't, wasn't going to be away from my daughter too long and, or I could bring her with me. <laughs> so I applied for the job. I was, I was really nervous to do it because I didn't grow up playing chess, obviously, and I just started learning. Um, And so I went for it anyways. And I was told that I could always be taught chess, but it's very difficult to teach people to work with children. It's either you can do it or you can't. And being a mom, it was very easy for me. And so I was hired. Hmm. And it was funny because when I got (laughs) hired, I I said, um, would I be able to bring 
my daughter with me to teach the other teach children how to play chess because basically I'd be going to lunchtime and after school programs. And I was, I was told, yes, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing I get <laughs> to teach children chess. I get to bring my daughter into the school system and to socialize with other children. This was a win-win situation for me. And so I started teaching and I taught in the Toronto district school board. I would drive all over this, the place, all over Toronto, uh, going to lunch and after school programs. And the, the age of the children I taught was primarily between five and seven years old. And I, my job and my responsibility was to teach the children how the pieces move. That was it, pretty much. Okay. I mean, maybe some very basic, like, you know, attacking safely and, some, you know, maybe some defense. But primarily it was to teach the children how the pieces move. And it's interesting because a lot of, higher level chess players are really not interested in that <laughs> they want to teach like the complex uh content and for me i was really happy and as i taught the children i developed unique ways of engaging them uh through storytelling even incorporating props into my teaching where teacher where the students would just sit there literally like kind of with their mouth open like well, they're watching television Mm -hmm. And I absolutely loved it. They seemed to really love it. Um, however, there were two observations. Uh, and one was that there was more boys in chess than girls, except for one class, Daniel. I had one class where I had 14 girls and two boys. And it was it, that class went smoothly. <laughs> but um, uh, I had, uh, it's, it, pre predominantly, there was more boys in chess than girls. Because boys get introduced to chess more than girls, they had the, uh, the confidence and understanding of chess, and they would often dominate the space by blurting out their answers. And I would always observe the girls and, and think to myself, I mean, I, I, let me back up. I would create space for the girls to express themselves, to, to share their answers. But I always wondered, am I sensitive to this because I'm a woman? And if, you know, or with the male teachers, are they noticing that or giving space for girls who are not feeling confident to share their answers? So I didn't really do anything about it and only by giving girls space to, to express themselves. So I uh, continued teaching chess and I worked for a chess company, um, which is obviously male dominated. Okay. So just to kind of sum up, you, you know, got into chess uh, with your daughter, you got excited about it, started this job teaching, mm -hmm. uh, you know, young students. Uh, how to play chess. And what you noticed as you were doing this was that most of the classes, like you said, except one were, <laughs> were I, I could say male dominated or boy dominated. Mm -hmm. Right. And that affected like the dynamic, right. Of, of the classroom experience. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Okay. So you started observing that and how did this observation and this, this experience that you had teaching of one, I guess that girls were a minority in these situations and two, that they were also, kind of being, I don't know exactly what the right word is, but not given the same space uh, as the boys because the boys were just so dominating, as you said. How did that turn into, for you, something that you wanted to, to change? And how did, how did that develop, that you wanted to change that in the chess culture and world? Well, I didn't quite think I can do anything about it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really do anything about it. Uh, only to give the girls space to express themselves. However, uh, in the company that I worked with, uh, one of the gentlemen that teaches girls made a derogatory comment about girls in chess and a real derogatory comment mm. that made all the hairs stand up, all the hairs on my body stand up. And I... I couldn't imagine this person teaching my daughter's chess. Mm. And that was the turning point for me, especially how the board protected him. 
it was a comment that was made in writing that was evidence. It wasn't even he said uh, it was it was right there. There's evidence. And the board of men, primarily men, were protecting him because he was developing a curriculum and uh, basically asking us to please just follow along with what he's suggesting for the curriculum. The other staff were not in agreement either. So it wasn't just me. It wasn't like the other staff or like everything's okay. But at that point, between what I observed and what he said made me realize that girls need a space to learn chess. Uh, because if a girl wants to, a girl or woman wants to learn chess, they have to go into a male-dominated space. And not everyone's cut out for that. And that's really um, why I created Girl Boss Chess. I want to create so that, a safe space for girls. That was sort of the catalyst for all Absolutely, this. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. That instance, you know, you said that, you know, you made this derogatory comment. But what you said, Ingrid, it, it kind of sounded like it was something related to how the curriculum was going to be conducted as well. Is that true? Like, the, like no, some, no. No. He, okay. He just made a comment about girls in chess, but he was also responsible for pushing the company forward and developing a new curriculum. And so the board members were like, well, we'll look into this. We'll investigate it. But in the meanwhile, continue to listen to him. Okay. But if there is clear evidence, like somebody like this should not be teaching children or teaching girls. And that right. it, it was right. more of that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's probably very little faith that you have in the curriculum at that point and how it would be conducted yeah. if, if he's taking that attitude, right? Yeah, I did. And I just wanted to share that when I decided to uh, create Girl Boss Chess, I told the company I was working for that I think I'm going to create a space for girls. And a lot of the other male instructors already had their businesses going on it's just it's not like we just teach for this company we all are independent contractors and we all do our thing but somehow it was a problem that i was creating a company and it wasn't a problem for anybody else who already had an existing company and when i say anybody else all the other men who had existing companies there was no problem with that but there was a problem with me starting something well, that's that's really unfortunate and sad. Um, I'm kind of curious about the direction you took because, I mean, obviously this is like a huge problem. What you're what you're talking about, Ingrid. I sense that you felt like teaching chess to girls was significant. You know, like it, it was a significant opportunity for them. You know, I mean, obviously any instance, regardless of what subject is being taught, we don't want. <laughs> to have these sexist attitudes occurring or, you know, sexist environments. But at the same time, it, it seems like you sort of had this personal connection or interest in making sure that chess for girls was a safe space for them uh, to learn in and that, that they had that opportunity. I, I mean, am, am I, am I touching on something that, that I'm hope I am touching on something that's uh, true here where you felt like, you know, there's real potential here in teaching girls chess and we have to make sure that that's something that they can experience in a, in a positive way. Absolutely. Everyone should have the opportunity of teaching, of, of learning chess. Teaching chess to girls is important to me because the benefits of chess are incredible, first of all. And the fact that girls don't get to ask don't get asked to play chess is a problem. The benefits of chess include critical and strategic thinking, um, spatial ability, problem solving, and these are all important for girls. The issue is in households, boys, you'll find, you'll find that boys are playing chess and within the same household, the girls are not. And when I talk to girls, I'll say, well, do you play? They're like, no, but my brother and my dad do. And this, I think, is an issue in how we're raising girls. We're raising girls to participate in activities such as dance or arts, drawing, all these things, which are wonderful, but we're not challenging them with problem-solving skills. And what happens... To to girls when they decide to enter the STEM field, boys already have this experience, problem solving and 
you know, developing all these skills. And for girls, it's new. And so they're at a disadvantage. So this is incredibly important. Also to chess builds confidence. And girls are suffering from a lack of confidence in a big way. Uh, from the as young as age 30, I mean, sorry, <laughs> as young as age eight, as good, sorry, I mixed up my, uh, as young as age eight, girls' uh, confidence reduces by 30%. Hmm. At age eight, there's a confidence wow. crisis. And one of the ways to build confidence is to take risk, take healthy risks, of course, and to fail and to get back up. And this is what chess brings to the table. And I see it when I teach my girls, I see their confidence grow just in a matter of a few sessions of chess. So yeah, I, I just think it's so important. It's critical that girls play this amazing game. What's the mission of Girl Boss Chess? So the mission of Girl Boss Chess is to, to empower girls. So I don't really look at myself as a chess company per se. I look at myself as an empower company that uses chess as a vehicle to empower girls. Mm. And what do you have like specific goals attached to girl boss chess? For example, are there, are there, you know, things you're trying to specifically achieve, say within the next five years or so, or the, you know, what, what's the impact that you, you want to see over the next several years from your company? I want to bring more girls into chess. We already know that 90% of competitive chess players are men. And so what we're a global company and we're right now entering South Africa, Australia, and UK, and we've already entered the American market. And our goal is to partner with organizations and schools and bring chess to girls. It's interesting because in private schools all around the world, when I look them up, they don't have chess club. They don't have it. Hmm. And so we are approaching them and asking, hey, do you want to teach chess to your girls? We're all girl company. And a lot of them are like, this is really cool. Yeah, let's see what we can do. So my goal is really to increase the amount of girls throughout the world who play chess. That's fantastic. So if a school says, yes, we would love to do that, like, how does that unfold then? Like, what are you offering the school? What's the format? What does it look like? So we offer two different levels. Girls are either going to be completely new at chess, or they know how the pieces move, but they don't know how to play. So we offer generally two different levels. We offer... Um, if, it's, if we're dealing with younger girls, we are offering them a six-week course. And the six-week course first begins with how the pieces move. I don't know about you, but I can get overwhelmed if too much information is presented to me at one time. Right. And part of building confidence uh, is to present the information one piece at a time so the girls master it and they feel really good about it. Hmm. So there are six pieces on the chessboard, so we take one piece per class and we tell a story about it. So uh, in our storytelling, we talk about the medieval history of the piece um, and the physical structure of the piece. So if we're talking about castles or rooks, of course, but castles, we're talking about, you know, crenels and moorlands. We're, we're educating the girls, you know, what a curtain wall is, the structure of a castle. Uh, <laughs> if we're talking about bishops, we're talking about the roles of bishops in medieval times. Uh, if we're talking about the queen, we educate the girls on the history of the queen and how they're it was the vizier first. You remember that in Chaturanga it was the vizier and he's a mm. military officer. And uh, we educate the girls on how the piece evolved. And then we talk about what does it mean to be powerful? Cause we know that the queen is the most powerful piece on the chessboard. Uh, yeah. And we just, we really have some deep conversations uh, about life uh, when we teach this course and for the girls who already know how the pieces move, we basically take them through, uh, you know, just 
basically like how to attack, defend, check, checkmate, castle, open your game. What is a hanging piece, a twofold attack. And basically uh, we address the topics to help them be able to play through to checkmate. But for the beginner uh, students, once they've done, learn how to move the pieces, then we teach them how to play, uh, which is those next 10 classes to, so they can play through to checkmate. That's fantastic. I love that creative approach. I really do. I don't, I don't know that I've heard uh, that done anywhere else. Uh, certainly not on the scale that you're doing, at least. Maybe there's one <laughs> random individual trying to be creative like that, but I haven't heard of another organization yeah, well, doing that. What we're doing basically is taking chess and mixing it with creativity and making it, creating material to really empower girls. Because it's really, it's not enough just to teach somebody the skills whether it's chess, whether it's engineering or coding, it doesn't, that's not the only thing that's going to empower them. They need messaging, positive messaging that is going to help them navigate the world. I love it. And so when you're um, teaching these classes to the schools that you reach out to and other organizations, you're providing virtual online classes, right? So that way you can basically be anywhere. Be anywhere. That's the beauty. I love this life now. I could be at home <laughs> or anywhere in the world and empower girls. There's nothing better than that. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love it. If um, someone's listening to this and they have a daughter or a niece and they want them to get involved with Girl Boss Chess, like what? how would they do that? And what kinds of instruction do you offer to just say an, an individual who reaches out to you, a parent who reaches out to you to, uh, yeah. for, their, for their daughter? Yeah. So if your daughter, niece, student, whoever it is, has never played chess before, mm -hmm. uh, you can register, register them for the beginners class. Um, between we have two beginners classes. One is uh, ages six to eight. And the other beginners classes is for nine plus. And we separate them because it, different ages, you're going to learn at a different pace. Uh, and if your child knows how the pieces move, but you're just really not sure of their level, then you can book a introductory session with us. And what we'll do is we'll assess what is the best class. But generally, generally, course one, if your child knows how the pieces move, course one is the best class. That's great. You know, since this is uh, my show is typically for um, adult improvers, and uh, I love that you're helping girls, uh, I just thought I'd address the fact that you also help women as well, if they're interested. And yeah, and so for the women listening to the show, or those who just have a female partner who they'd love to bring into the chess world, um, what do you offer for them? So we do offer chess for adults. However, we don't have regular classes like we do for children. So the best thing to do is just let us know, hey, I'm interested. And once we get enough people that are interested, then we'll hold a class. That's great. Or you could uh, do private as well. So we have also uh, adults who do private classes as well. Perfect. Um, I have a question that's just kind of related to the to perhaps the goals of Girl Boss Chess. So um, in my first several months to returning to chess uh, about a year and a half ago, I mean, I was like factually aware of the gender disparity in the game, but I hadn't really like seen it as much with my own eyes because <laughs> it was a, it was the pandemic and you know everyone was playing chess alone in their home. Um, including myself, but once once that started to change, once tournaments were held again, I started going to them these over the board in person tournaments, and then it really struck me. And um, I would say at best about five percent of the tournament attendees were girls or women, and that's yeah. that, you know, that's when it really kind of hit me in the face. I was like, wow, this is shocking. This is this is sad uh, on several levels. So I'm curious if you see girl boss chess having any kind of or do you have any like specific direct plans to kind of help uh, promote girls and women in attending over the board tournaments or is it or is it more indirect where you just you know by by just increasing the numbers broadly that that you will help help influence that i think a bit of both because we're global and 
we have students and educators all over the world. Uh, we definitely encourage them to attend any tournaments in their area. As far as our area, I'm in Canada and I am in a small town called Gananoque. However, our capital of Canada is Ottawa. And right now we are in partnership with Ingenium Museum. It's a federal crown corp in Ottawa, and we're currently organizing an all-girls tournament for the first weekend in October. And we'll definitely place it on the um, Canadian Chess Federation website once we have that confirmed. But we definitely encourage girls to play um, whatever type of tournament they can, whether it's online or on the board. It's really important. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that you are, um, you have an eye towards that as well and bringing them into the, you know, the in real life version of chess as well. Um, because, oh, yeah. it, because the community definitely needs that. What would you like to see men do to help bring more <laughs> women and girls into the game? Oh, good question. Uh, maybe change the attitude a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I've had I've talked to so many of my educators and I just hear their experiences and their experiences, you know, really move me because not every woman is going to or prepared to enter an open tournament where there's 300 men and five women. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, part of me feels one of the ways we can change the attitudes is if men were coached by women. Imagine this world of men coached by women. Mm. Then they would see women as leaders. But the thing is men coach boys and it's male dominated. So then boys just see boys. So when they see a girl, they're like, oh, <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, it's a girl. What Imagine though a, a boy coached by a woman. And then he sits in front of a girl and it's a whole different ball game. So I, you know, eventually I would love at some point, maybe girl boss chess also teaches boys, but they'd have to be separated, like not boys with girls. But this is also another way of, I think, uh, changing chess. It's not just getting girls into chess, but changing the attitudes. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, I I hadn't given that enough thought, actually, of in terms of what you just said, where having more boys and perhaps even men uh, be coached by by women, uh, you definitely don't see enough of that. No, and, uh, and I mean, you know, I think one of the root problems also is just there's just not enough girls and women in chess. You know, I mean, it's it, it kind of like all, all kind of originates with that. But you see, girl boss chess having that in the future, where there's like uh, you know, classes, you know, specifically for like a boys class, basically, that's taught by women coaches. Yeah, I do. I mean, we currently teach boys, but it's privately. I see. Yes, I see. we do. But I, I and this is beautiful. And the, the parents are agree. And they say, yes, we would love a woman leader to teach teach our boy. Um, I mean, right, it's some we're down the line. It's not our priority right now because there's just not enough girls in chess. So we're <laughs> just trying to get them into chess. But I think this is also an important um, step in, in making a difference in the chess world. Uh, just because we've seen uh, the different attitudes from uh, Gary Kasparov, like, his quotes, but he re then retracted what he said, which is great. Uh, right. We see Nigel Short and his theory about why men are dominant oh. in chess. And even though Judith Polger beat him, he, he never retracted anything uh, that he says. So, you know, it's, it's these attitudes um, are, are damaging and it's, it, it, they need to be changed. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely bring up Nigel short. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it's a good point. I'll just kind of leave it at that. I agree with you. Uh, <laughs> otherwise I'll, I'll, um, I'll, I'll start a whole thing online probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. But come on, men's and women's brains are different. And uh, yeah, it's yeah. like, we're all different, but you know, I just want to say that women face a lot of issues in chess that men don't face. For example, what about stereotype threat? 
Uh, right? Are you familiar with stereotype threat? No, I'm not. And if I'm not, there's probably others who aren't as so, well. So yeah, definitely explain. So it's basically, um, it's when women or any t- group, so it could be racial, ethnic, gender, cultural group, okay? And it's when we internalize the stereotype. Um, so women suck at chess, Okay. And so we go into a, a tournament and we internalize that stereotype and our performance, uh, is not as good. There's, there's studies, for example, where girls, they know they're playing boys. They don't perform as well. But if they don't know they're playing boys, they perform better. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's called stereotype threat. And we also think about all the women out there who want to increase their FIDE rating, for example. But what if those women are prime are, are mothers? What's the what's more important right now is raising their children, right? So right. for them to fly across the world and play in a tournament to increase their FIDE rating, like when's that going to happen? <laughs> it's going to happen at a very slow pace, right? Yeah. yeah. Also, also, too, look at the number. You can't you can't look at a group of um, a, a small group versus a big group and compare them because if you have a big group, which would be the men, you're going to have more top, more chances of higher performers than you are in a smaller group. Yeah, exactly. So just to compare and say women are not good in chess or women are not as strong in chess and look at this, I think it's completely unfair. Yeah. For sure. Um, that's interesting. I didn't I didn't know that statistic that you mentioned earlier, Ingrid, about um, that, that girls perform better when they don't know what gender they're playing. Yeah, there's research out there. Wow, that's amazing. I know that Girl Boss Chess is you know relatively new to the scene, but I'll ask this question anyway, because I, I sense that that you're ambitious with it. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Um there's a handful of very large chess companies and organizations out there, you know, chess.com on the, mm-hmm. in the private sector, chess.com, chessable. And then of course you have like the national federations, USCF, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have plans to work with them to, to, you know, further what you're doing? Any of them? Uh, I'm open. If somebody wants to promote women in chess and uh, it's any of those organizations absolutely i don't necessarily have in my plans right now to work with Mm -hmm. them but i am definitely open that's great how can uh, men actively support girl boss chess well men who have children can (laughs) can (laughs) can also play with their daughters and not just their sons uh and yeah, just, uh, you know, it's it's beautiful because I do talk to a lot of fathers and they want to empower their girls and uh, and they register their girls for chess. So I think just, you know, if it's not, I mean, of course, I'm going to recommend chess, but if it's not chess, let it be something that is going to challenge her strategic and critical thinking. It's so important. It's incredibly important that girls receive this at a young age. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's like one or two impacts that you've already had or results that you've seen with Girl Boss Chess that, that you're most proud of or excited about so far? Um, I think I just have to say personally, just seeing that, you know, one student who didn't put their hand up and felt shy and to see them actually take initiative and answer a question to me, that's huge. That is everything. I think that's like one. And also um, I think having conversations with parents uh, that kind of listen to us in the sense. So for example, I give you a little story. Yeah. Uh, there was a little girl that we were coaching and her father was sitting beside her. Mm-hmm. And every time I asked her a question, I could see her eyes divert to where he's sitting. And I felt like she was answering for him. And, mm. and, and sometimes when she was wrong, he would make audible sounds. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, this is killing me because, 
you know, imagine what this, this is doing to this poor child. And I asked her dad, I'm like, could I talk to you privately for a moment? And I shared with him how I don't believe the learning and the, the environment is conducive to her learning. And if he's, and I was telling him, like, I hear you make audible sounds. And I think that discourages her. And if, if it's possible, you can leave the door open, let her do the chess class and just stand, you know, be in the next room, but to let her know that uh, you're available for her if she needs you. And the father was like, thank you so much. I didn't even realize I was doing this. I really want the best for my daughter. And he was open to it. It's beautiful. Mm. Or another dad kept on calling his daughter shy in front of me and talking about her like she wasn't there. And he again, he's he's registered in chess, her in chess. He wants to empower her. And that's a beautiful thing. But at the same time, if you keep talking to about a child like she's not there and keep saying she's shy, she's shy, she's shy, she's shy, what else is she going to be? Is she going to be anything more? then shy. So again, I asked him, could I speak to you in a separate room? And I said to him, the conversation of labeling her shy has to stop because I know you want to empower her. And the father was like, thank you so much. So it's so beautiful. Like how we've probably changed the course of girls' lives by having these amazing parents who are so receptive because it's really crucial the language we use when we talk to girls. And it's very big. Like when we talk to, when I train my educators, we never call girls guys. We never say you look pretty. We say you look powerful. Ooh, like, nice. Yeah. Because when we, I, cause I remember we on, when we talk about the queen, all the girls come with their tiaras and you know, whatnot. <laughs> and it, we have our Queens you know, masquerade party and it's awesome. And I remember one of our educators like, Oh my God, you look so pretty. And that was that moment where I said, no, we can't say that to girls because then they think that's all they have to be. Hmm. And so I made it like very clear. We do not call girls pretty. We call girls powerful because that is, that's already course changing to, yeah. to say you're powerful. Yeah, that's amazing, Ingrid. Uh, I love that you are going beyond just the simple act of teaching girls chess, um, which is great in of itself, of course. But you know, you're you're taking it to a whole other level of changing attitudes for the better uh, for them. Uh, you know, their own perception of themselves. You're making it more creative and exciting. Uh, you're just you're just really leveling up in so many different ways. I think a lot of other people would just simply stop at teaching girls chess and say, well, you know, we checked that box. That's good enough. We, mm -hmm. we taught them the game, but you're really expanding this into something much more, uh, to use that word again, much more powerful and meaningful. And I guess it's not really a question, but just a comment. Although I do have a question to it, mm -hmm. which is, I mean, when did you realize that's how it was going to go with girl boss chess, that it was going to be more than just teaching the rules of the game and how to be good at it? I would say halfway in. Like maybe six months ago, it all hit me. And it really hit me as we partnered with a company called Advancing Girls. Mm. And Advancing Girls is a data company that basically collects research and educates private girls schools or private girls organizations on the best practices of teaching girls. Mm. And when I became aware of that research, that's for me when I really started to change things. Uh, in my company. And, um, and that's when I started looking at myself more as an empower company than a chess company. I see. Mm -hmm. That's great. And did that change the curriculum as well when you realized that? Yeah, because I started to add in all the things uh, that we need to say or do. Like, for example, there's studies that say that if girls understand that activities will make them smarter, mm -hmm. they're more likely to stick with it. Oh, wow. So we make sure that we include that information when we talk to girls. 
like I look at all the research and like, how can we incorporate this into our class? That's amazing. I love it. I love that it's that uh, layered and that meaningful. I'm curious about the coaches that you have hired to work mm-hmm. for Girl Boss Chess. I mean, obviously, a primary ki- criteria is to find women coaches because that's part of that's all connected to your mission. Um, but what else do you look for uh, in a woman coach to be part of Girl Boss Chess? I look for enthusiasm because we want to make sure that chess is not boring for the girls. Uh, so, for example, <clears throat> when I am hiring an educator to teach our younger kids, I will say, okay, I like you. What I'd like for you to do is to, I'm going to be your student next time you come back. And I want you to pick any piece on the chessboard and teach me that piece in any creative way you want. So you can use a song, you can, uh, Uh, use a PowerPoint, you can use any platform, but you want to ensure that it's engaging and I learn how the piece moves. So that's how I interview for (laughs) uh, uh, educators, some some educators, others who are um, teach at a higher level. Uh, I think that the primary thing, as I said before, is I look for people who are engaging, but people who also want to make a difference. Mm. The girl, the women that come are on the girl boss team, they generally want to, they generally want to uh, empower girls and they themselves have their stories uh, of how they were not empowered. And mm. it's, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty simple. Of course they know how to teach, but again, and, and, and I also look, are they coachable? Because I have had some come in the doors and this concept of girl boss chess is completely new. It's like, what do you mean? I have to laugh and be funny. And <laughs> <laughs> this is not how we teach chess. I remember one of our uh, educators, she, she never taught group before because a lot of uh, educators, they do private one-on-one coaching mm-hmm. and then they train for themselves and they go to tournaments and they kind of say like these women are like on their own islands. And now we're bringing all these islands together to form this beautiful new land called Girl Boss Chess. <laughs> and um, and for the, a lot of them, they haven't taught groups. So I remember one of our educators, it was her first time and she was like, oh, my God, I'm so nervous. And I'm like, this is beauty of the collective because you're going to expand and grow. And we record all our classes. So I looked at the recording. And I'm like, OK, she's a little serious. So I said, OK, listen, you got to you got to relax. You got to smile. You got to be a kid again. Share your experiences. Bring that to the table. And so I remember when she entered her class, she's like, did you miss me yet? And she's like, no, because you don't know me yet. That's how she entered, like started the class. <laughs> and I loved it. And so, yeah, as, as long as educators are open and they are to uh, this new way of teaching, mm-hmm. uh, then I am so happy to have them on board. And I just want to say out there, if you are a woman educator uh, and you're looking for an awesome place to work, we would love for you to join the Girl Boss Chess Collective and just please contact me because there's just never enough. It's it's We all women have to stick together to make this major shift in the chess world. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. I hope uh, people respond to you or at least some some women do hearing this and, and reach out. And Ingrid, I'm gonna. I might ask, uh, you know, I mean, outside of this interview, for your assistance a little bit because I'm trying to feature more women coaches uh, on this show. Um, you know, more than say the average chess podcast, and I want them to to be known. And I know, I know, I know, there's a lot of great ones out there, but I don't feel like they get the attention they deserve. And so, uh, oh, yeah. I, I, so I'm definitely looking for recommendations, and <laughs> we'll, maybe we can chat a little bit about that online uh, later of who you'd recommend to to have be featured on this show. Uh, in the chess world right now, what do you see that uh, that's happening that's good for women and girls in chess that gets you excited or inspires you? Like uh, um, either an individual or an event or or a trend, anything along those lines that kind of just gives you uh, some inspiration and hope for girls and women in chess in the future. 
Well, I mean, let's just start with the Queen's Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was awesome to see, like when that came um, on Netflix, we had actually quite a lot of adult women uh, register for chess. And it started uh, parents asking their girls if they want to play chess. So that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, what I've seen besides that is I've seen uh, different companies start to talk about women in chess. I mean, they're small and they're here and there, mm-hmm. but they're doing it. And that makes me really happy. I had a woman approach me and she's... She's a motivational speaker, and but she's also a chess player, and she wanted to have an event for women in chess, and then she just started Googling women in chess, and then she found us, and then she reached out to us, but she was already wanting to do something like this. So uh, that made me really excited, and we're going to see how we can work together. But yeah, I, I just, I see it here and there, uh, even yourself approaching me and saying, mm-hmm. Hey, I want to, I want to get more women in chess. I want to talk to more women. So I think that it's slowly growing and we have awesome like bosses like Jen Shahade, who's always out there promoting women in chess. I love her. I think she's yes. awesome. So, um, you know, it's like just, uh, you know, aligning ourselves with people like that is, I think, there's no competition. That's the beautiful thing. Like, we're not like, I'm doing this company and, you know, you're doing that. It's like, no, it's like we all rise together. Yeah. There's no, there's no competition here. So I'm happy to support anybody else who's uh, promoting women in chess. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Just a kind of like a fun question to finish the interview. I'm just kind of curious about your own chess practice. these yeah! days. <laughs> <laughs> do you have like a regular time to play? I know how I, I know myself how busy you can be as an entrepreneur, uh, but just kind of curious, so, you know, if you have time and if so, what you're working on. Oh, so I play every night before bed. So that's nice. my time. That's my downtime. Uh, and I can say I'm not like the greatest chess player. <laughs> I, I'm working on it. And it's so funny because, yeah, I have a team and I could go to classes. Uh, and I am just working on taking my time, understanding, trying to, I'm trying to assess my patterns and how and and then starting to analyze my game so that's what i'm working on because before i would just play and move on to the next one and play and move on to the next one but um now i play and i go back and i and i'm starting to see patterns and uh and i notice i always get captured by bishops Mm. and so i need to divert my eyes diagonally a little bit more (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but uh, yeah i you know i i have to say i'm a very average chess player uh but i am an excellent teacher when it comes to the basics of chess that is something i think i have now mastered and i absolutely love to teach oh that's amazing i love hearing that um do you work with a coach well no no No. (laughs) (laughs) although i know i have a team of coaches i did plan to take thursday night classes with tiffany because there is an adult class going on but it's like i'm so burnt by the end of the day yeah yeah. I really am. And um, yeah. That's, I, I, <laughs> that's the challenge for, I think, almost every adult improver is how do you have the energy? You like the desire, but the energy is kind of missing at the end of the day. Yeah, because I go like the minute I wake up, everything's about chess. Everything's about girl boss chess. Because what I'm doing right now is I'm forming partnerships and forming, forming relationships and planting seeds and they're starting to germinate. It takes a lot of work. And uh, yeah, so that's what we're doing right now. And we're right now just sharing that we're working on a summer camp and mm. uh, it's a uh, girl, it's a uh, astronaut chess camp. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and what we're doing is we're partnering with a company called Space Science. And what we're basically uh, as a camp with um, basically we're teaching astronomy or about planets and about stargazing and about uh we're even going to bring in live astronauts but we're also teaching chess we want to give the girls 
uh, something a little different because when we talk about the eight queens of STEM, when we're talking about we're on the queens uh, uh, subject and we talk to the girls and we ask the girls what they want to be when they grew up, I cannot believe how many girls want to be an astronaut. Mm, interesting. It's so interesting. And because I keep hearing this, I decided to do this uh, this camp, astronaut chess camp. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so creative, and it, and it is a perfect mix. That's that's fantastic. I'll be looking out for when that's announced, and I'll, I'll definitely I, help promote that for you for sure. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I was like, "Are you going to attend?" <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this is online though, right? Yeah, yeah, it is online. So that's the beauty. Okay. Our, I mean, our adult, I thought it was just for girls. Is it for adults? It too? is. No, no, I was just joking. Yeah, uh, no, okay. it's just for girls. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you're a little like excited, like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I'm I'm a huge fan of uh, astronomy and you are know, you? Astro- yeah, yeah, and, and astronauts and all that. Yeah, so I'm, oh. I mean, this is like two of my. You're talking about two of my favorite things in one setting, really? so I couldn't help but get excited. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'll definitely promote that once once that's uh, officially out there for sure because that sounds amazing. Great. Um, amazing. You know, Ingrid, I just want to say thank you for being on the show today. And um, you have, I mean, two things. One is what you're doing, what your organization is doing is phenomenal. And I just love the way you speak about it, too. I love your the, the message that you're sharing. I hope lots of people hear this because I feel, you know, my show is mostly an adult improver show, but... It's also just about the chess culture and community that we live in. And I think it needs to be more than just about improving ourselves as individuals, that we should try to make this as great of a community as possible. And uh, I believe that that only happens when there's a ton more girls and women in chess than there is now. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I just I just love your message. And I want to say thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. And I 100% agree with you. I have been I have been in lots of different communities in my life and the chess community is incredible. It brings together. Look, we're commu- we're talking right now. I would have never right. met you right. if it hadn't been for chess and neither would I've met so many other people and I just love how di- diverse it is. It's not just one type of person that likes chess. Yes. It's, and it's not one type of age or, or ethnicity or anything like that. It's like there's, there's a love from all areas and it's just a beautiful community. And I'm so happy to be a part of it. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Uh, that is absolutely one of the one of the best things about chess is actually the community that you can be a part of when you're in it. And uh, I'm just excited that, you know, what you're doing is just going to make it even better uh, the way it should be. And uh, so thank you for everything that you're doing with Girl Boss Chess. Um, and thank you for being on the show today, Ingrid. Thank you so much for reaching out, Daniel, and, and having me. I'm honored to be on your show. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of my business, Adult Chess Academy. And that has a website with the same name if you want to look for it. You can also find me being way too active on Twitter by searching my username, Lona underscore chess. See you next week.